Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, Night and Moon. I am Tanner Knight. Joined with me, as always, is my lovely and talented wife, Gabby Luna Knight. Hi. Hi. Yes, the crowd goes wild. (laughs) And uh, I hope the crowd goes a little bit wild because we sound a little bit better, hopefully. I hope so. Our, Our audio quality has suffered slightly, I would say. Gabby is maybe in the the court thinking that it's suffered greatly. In any event, we are back in our podcasting space in front of our own podcasting mics. If you haven't been listening or if you are a casual listener listening out of sequence, we've been under uh, extreme renovations in our basement, which is where we record our podcast. And it's where we like spending a lot of time. So it's been a huge win to have it back and i for one am super psyched to be sitting here in front of our microphones on our freaking couch yeah comfortably enjoying our basement me too it's perfect it's the colors we wanted it's the you know vibe we wanted and your jam space is also ready yes the jam space we decided if we're going to do this one room we might as well do them both so we Mm -hmm. gutted both of these rooms and the jam space is looking great as well, sounding really good. It's never ending as far as the things that can be done, but from this standpoint, I'm really glad to be to this point. Yeah, and that's exactly why we missed a couple of weeks of episodes because we just decided to push. Yeah, we've been swinging hammers and doing the dirty work of gutting and re- what what would you call furnishing? <laughs> uh, redecorating, repainting, just like actually making it into a place that's livable. Yeah, we've totally remade the place in our own image, and yeah. I love it. I think it looks great. I can't wait till the other details are in place. Yeah, until it's like one hundred percent the way we want it. Yeah, no sawdust in any pockets. <laughs> yeah. So we're we getting there. Welcome back, Gabby. Welcome back, baby. Thank you. I'm uh, going to sometimes get distracted by our bronze ceiling. It looks so cool. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I love it. I get distracted too. And You'll have to post a few pictures, just I some will. details. Speaking of details, we only have one tail next to us. Where's yeah. Smokey? <laughs> we, we have Jackie next to us. but Well, as we all know, it's the fall and it he's is. venting. <laughs> Yes, he is taking advantage of our heating vents. Jack is with us, though, and yeah. he's all curled up on the couch. I think he was just as anxious to be done with this freaking room as we were. Yeah, it's like he doesn't hate it down here no, as he, he used it. to. He, he used to yeah, kind of hate it. He used to whine and be restless, but now he's he's happy to be here. Maybe it's just our own attitude about it. Yeah, and he doesn't 100% love it. He still prefers to be around you know, the kitchen, (laughs) closest to the kitchen. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. He is almost the farthest away from food he could be in the house right now. Yeah, and he doesn't like that. That's no good for Jack. (laughs) He's like, okay, it's been enough. (laughs) It's been enough. Uh, Yeah, so you mentioned that we've had our little hiatus Mm -hmm. due to the renovations, but we're back and we are going to finish our series that we've been discussing so far. And we've- Closing it up. (laughs) We're closing it up. This is- The final chapter, correct? Yeah, I really didn't think that there would be like an interruption in between. (laughs) That's true. But that's kind of how grieving goes, I guess. There's like, you know, you got to put a face on and 
and keep going. So. That's true. <laughs> and we definitely grieved the loss of these rooms. At least I will speak for myself yeah. and say I grieved and it was a process and it was like... Well, it was the entire basement because everything that was in these rooms were in the other two bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. So because two rooms were out of commission, <laughs> all four rooms were as well. So it was very limiting due to the space that we have. And uh, I'm very glad that it's back. Yeah, but it also we were talking about it. It was nice to see how much we can get done together. And we have done a lot. Yeah, yeah. We, we grieved the loss, <laughs> put it behind <laughs> us, and really focused on doing what we had to do. And it's it's not fun, folks. Like <laughs> Renovating? Yeah. Uh, I'll, we were talking about this the other day. W what was your least favorite part of it i think we kind of talked about our most favorite right we did, did we talk about what the least favorite was? yeah we started with the least favorite um what did i say i can't you remember said, now <laughs> well or i think that the question was framed what was the hardest part and for you it was just accepting that it was basically a loss and we had to start from scratch that it's like oh yeah we're gonna have to rip out the carpet yeah, the very first initial yeah, the, shock. Was the, the initial shock, in, which is basically our first episode on this. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to shock, go back and listen. Yeah. It's all there. But we uh, we experienced the shock of that as well. And, you know, a, a genuine grieving process that needed to happen. And we have come through it. And I think we know what we can do a bit better now. And we have more projects to do. Yeah, That's definitely. Right. And we will get to them. Yeah. Well, we, we we still have, like, this one is not fully done yet. Yeah, we still got some hours down here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to, you know, full-on fall, which mm -hmm. November just brings it in. Well, and what is today? Today is actually November 2nd, which is Dia... De los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos, which is, I think, the perfect time to record closure. Yeah, it, it kind of coincided and happened coincidentally. We we didn't plan it this no, way. No, I didn't even think of that when you asked. And in fact, we did plan it another way so that we would have had this episode recorded well before now. So yeah, it kind of lines up well, and I'm glad that we're here. Okay, well, let's get into our last chapter. Closure. Closure slash resolution. Slash resolution. <laughs> oh, dear. It's in cursive. When you say that out loud, it sounds like you don't know how to read cursive, and I don't like it. I, I feel like I was raised under the like the expectation that you figure out how to read cursive. Like You don't admit that you don't get it. Like I feel like that's how I was raised. Yeah, if you don't get it, you just keep your mouth shut you and pretend. You, you don't ever admit that you can't read cursive. Like, it almost sounds like, I feel like in my family, it was like, you're illiterate if you can't read cursive <laughs> but they were really old uh, yeah old people well it's mostly that the letters just kind of blur into one another at this point for me and it's like oh crap all right but i can see it quite well so it starts with the first sentence saying there's time to have there's time to hold and time to let go well it puts it into perspective because yep. you've had the other two and now it's time to let go <laughs> yeah that's all that's left that's the final final stage. Literally, you can't have and hold them anymore. Yeah. As a reminder, we're closing up uh, the review. Not the review of the book. We love the book, so we're not reviewing it. We're just kind of talking about it. The Loss of a Pet by Wallace Syfy. 
So the final stage is the time for emotional healing and spiritual healing. Does that mean that all the other stages are destructive and this final one is constructive? Well, there's healing in every stage. Yeah, and I guess healing of an actual wound requires pain in order for it to happen. So, Or at least the acknowledgement and, and the feeling of that pain. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the other ones were more like, feel it, feel it. You got to feel it. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, now it turned into anger. You got to feel it. Feel it before you heal it. Oh, you're going to get depressed if you don't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and they talk about how res- you can find resolution in kind of knitting up old wounds or just wounds in general. They don't have to be old. They can be brand new. But there's always going to be a scar and a recognition of pain. It won't ever go away. Yeah, I think the the scar is a pretty good metaphor for the emotions as well. You, you know, you have a scar in your body if you get hurt mm-hmm. physically. And the same is true emotionally. It's just you can't see it. Yeah, but it changes you. Yeah, it's it's always there. And it not always hurts, but, you know, it's still always there and has changed you. I think mm-hmm. that's the most important part. Yeah, I definitely think that something like this, even the, well, I mean, the loss of a pet is great for the person who is losing. Also, the loss of a person. And I feel like when people lose people specifically, there's a tremendous change in them. I mean, I, I obviously never met you before. For what you've told me, I feel like maybe you're different. But again, I never met you before. Yeah, I would definitely say that I'm different. And that it does every death changes you from max to my grandmother most recently who marilyn my grandmother marilyn we'll talk about that in a future episode when it uh, was a little more fresh but she recently passed away and you know these losses these losses affect you no matter what and it's not like the loss is ever going to change and until you die i guess and yeah become someone else's scar yeah that's true i think it's just who we are and as people we have to go through those experiences and that's how we age and mature by going through those yeah because that's nature that's the nature of life and i think those are the things that breed empathy in a person the ability to forgive and say, you know what, shit happens. Maybe that person's having a bad day. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And maybe that's the difference between someone escalating to a fist fight or a car wreck or yeah. something stupid. So it's like those are the small things that you you get from perspective and pain and loss, I think. And nobody can escape it. Just takes a matter of time. It also talks about how... It's basically taking a brave, it's it's being brave to take a new step forward. Important because you can allow your, uh, all these other steps to kind of, to hold you back. And then once um, the shock has subsided and you feel like you're able to go forward with life, that the pain changes from a force that doesn't allow you to move forward to a precious remembrance. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, all throughout the initial stages that we've talked about, the memory of your pet or whatever will will bring you tears of sadness. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, you realize that all you have left are, is the memories of that pet and 
they uh, aren't coming back. So when you lose the memories, then what? When the memories start to go, yeah, it's so funny. I don't, I never even consider that my memories would go away of Max, you know, because we have. Well, they never disappear, but they fade and they become slightly harder to access just because your your brain has only X amount of RAM. Yeah. And, you know, you encounter all stimulus all day, every day for your whole life. So. And we have another dog that does other cute things all the time. So. Yeah. And. I think that's just the nature of, of things. And that's also a survival mechanism that, you know. You, yeah, we talked about. You can't dwell on it for your mm -hmm. whole life. You got to eventually have some closure and resolution. Yeah. That's the name of the chapter. <laughs> he said it. He said it. <laughs> the term closure has been a little bit of a controversial word for someone who's dealing with bereavement what do you think because like if someone was was to come up to me and say oh you need to just you know find closure with max i guess i would be kind of like bitch <laughs> or jerk <laughs> yeah i think closure is 100 percent a personal thing and no one can tell you when closure has been achieved and uh, no one should I, I think that uh you should you everybody has their own timeline and there's really no rushing it for anybody. And the more you try, the harder it gets. And I think that they're doing the specific distinction between the words closure and resolution. Mm -hmm. Like, do you find it triggering, basically, the word closure? No, I don't. I think that closure is, like, essential, honestly. I feel I, I'm a person that likes closure in all things. And I don't like things left unresolved. And to you, the word doesn't offend you. It, it doesn't offend you. No, it's a positive word. Yeah. Now that we find closure, or where, when you find yourself in the zone of closure, it's like a transitional zone, basically. And you'll find that you are different as a person, depending on, you know, whatever level of bereavement that you went through, it'll make you different. Yeah, that you respond to the world in a different way, in one way, shape, or form. The love and the memories live on forever and enrich us. And even if I don't remember Maxie's face when I'm 90, <laughs> I still think I'll remember his essence. Yeah. And just how he would demand food. <laughs> and by then, they'll have microchips implanted into our brain so that we'll never forget the JPEGs of our lives. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then we'll go back to it and argue. Like, this is an episode of Black Mirror, babe. No. <laughs> it goes on to talk a little bit about the concept of death and how it's like literally just like life. What life is, is like we, we are born, we live, and we die. And it's an easy concept to like talk <laughs> about, but somehow it's such a difficult concept to talk about. And it's such a difficult concept for any one of us speaking or listening to understand because we haven't experienced it and you know i'm very fascinated by these experiences where people go under like they die for yeah. minutes at a time on the table or operating table or you know in a other type of situation and they see things and experience things like near-death experience yeah i guess the near-death experience and you know some would say the 
post-death experience because like your heart stops your your body stops functioning like where do you go if you are able to come back it's a weird concept i guess yeah i always like to hear stories about that too yeah if you're listening and you have a story let us know <laughs> reach out let us know we're so passionate about hanging on to life that we completely block out <laughs> the end of our life <laughs> yeah yeah which I uh, reiterate my previous point that you have to, you, you can't be focused on your own death. It just makes you into like an Edgar Allan Poe or someone like that. So maybe if you're genius enough to channel that sadness into art, go for it. But otherwise, it's, uh, it's a pretty sad way to live by thinking about your own death constantly. Yeah, I believe so. I think that in... Like the old monk times, they would whisper to each other, the monks, they would whisper to each other uh, the Latin equivalent to remember death, which is, need way more information on the on the times, but... Yeah, in the context, but that's, uh, that's a very monk thing to say, remember death, it's coming for you. Well, it's, it's a nice thing to keep in mind and remember that death is just around the corner. Yeah. And it, at any point. I think that it, it could also be taken just as well that it's a death is around the corner, so lighten up. Yeah, I like that. You it know? can it could be around the corner, so lighten up. Yeah, because I can tend to be like, Oh, it's around the corner, I'm so scared. Yeah, well so it is around the corner, so lighten up. <laughs> yeah, and that that's what it's talking about here, that it can because we kinda push it off, don't think about it, don't ever wanna discuss it. That when a tragedy like this happens and it's like right in our face, it can become really overwhelming. And even hearing, you know, words like closure or death or afterlife or anything like that can trigger you. And maybe just considering being a little more prepared to discuss those things for yourself. Prepared and, and willing, I guess. You have to be willing to say certain things and accept certain things. You know, everybody needs their own timeline. Take your time. But avoiding things doesn't make them easier when the time comes to really accept them. Yeah. Other cultures have a different attitude about death and that my own Mexican culture has a completely different different attitude. And I think Dia de los Muertos really... Which today is Dia de los Muertos. Happy Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> it really <laughs> exemplifies that because it's not... It's not a concept that Americans really find very relatable. Mm -hmm. Ex could you explain a little bit about the the relationship to death in Mexico? Yeah. Around this time of year, usually most pagan cultures and even other like Eastern religions, they view this time of year as like where the veil between the spiritual world and our world is very thin, almost like non-existent. And so for the Mexican culture, it's viewed as our death, our coming to visit us. It is received with great joy. And it is also viewed, death is viewed as take the time that I die to mourn me, but after that, celebrate me and use this specific time of year to celebrate me because I'm coming back to say hi to you. And people rejoice kind of like in the tradition of 
having the flowers, the Sempasuchi flower, marigold, create a path for our death, our, our disease to come back and know how to come back to us. Like the Sempasuchi that you lay on the on the floor will lead your people back to you and back to you where where you want them to the altar that you created for them where you put their favorite foods for them to like ingest that essence and they have blessed it for you and drinks and cigarettes <laughs> yeah so for us we we obviously have so many whiskey drinkers <laughs> in our both of us in our death in in our i don't know lineage i guess we can call it our ancestry <clears throat> now is that yeah, uh, our ancestors, if they've passed, I don't know. Yeah, our um, celestial <laughs> yeah. friends. And we have cigarettes. And what else did we We didn't go all out this year. We just did a little tiny one. Whiskey cigarettes and <laughs> That's all they needed. some cookies or something. <laughs> we got to put some food on there. Yeah, some Kit Kats. I think we put some candy because Halloween. Yeah, know? that too. So I think that's that's the view, that's the happiness that I remember experiencing at experiencing at school, and I can't you know tell you about other cultures, but I think that there are similar celebrations around the world around this time. Yeah, and you said happiness. It's like I don't think there's very many Americans out there that have a very happy relationship with death, and I think it's because. Most Americans are shielded from death for a lot of different reasons, but mostly because it's, you know, it's pretty easy to die in a lot of other places from all well, kinds of things. I bet if we look into it, like, well, even my American side ancestors, which which would be, you know, in the Texas area, but still, mm -hmm. you know, American and your American ancestors Probably all of those ancestors that got here or were here at one point lost a lot. And somehow the family they created maybe were like, maybe that's what happened. Like we, we started to shield ourselves from loss. Yeah. I, I think that in America, medicines and food abundance and things like that, even like your dad did not have a lot of food, but he was still a healthy kid, right? Did he have any health problems? Oh, no, no, no. He was he was 100% healthy, yeah. You know, maybe that's just luck of the draw. I was a, a lucky kid mm -hmm. who didn't get sick except for my stupid appendix at one time, or two, <laughs> two times, actually. I think a, an appendix or appendicitis will kill you in a lot of places in the world right today. Yeah. Like, there's not adequate access to medical care that can save you from appendicitis in, in certain places of the world, and... You know, we take that for granted and a lot of other things. But death to Americans is to be avoided and untalked about. <laughs> yeah. And when someone passes, it's like, okay, well, not in every case, you know, yeah, but not every case. Certain, you know, uh, ancestries are a bit more open to it than others. But yeah. And in some situations like. You know, when it's someone that's older, it's sort of like expected. Mm -hmm, true. So I guess it depends on the case to case, but it's just not something I think we've talked about it, too, in the podcast already in these episodes where we're not raised here in, in the U.S. with like older family members. In yeah, their home. also true. Mm -hmm. And that that's another big factor that separates us in proximity from death. And, you know, we uh, 
take that for granted too. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like, is it better to experience the death of a grandparent (laughs) when you're a kid or when you're 20-something? I mean, it was devastating for you as a 20-something your old man, it was devastating for me too to lose a grandparent as a kid. So like, when is a good, like, it's never a good time. There's, there's never a good time. And even now, when I was 42, losing mm-hmm. my last grandmother, my oldest and last grandmother, it's still not fun. It was very hard and it had its own challenges and difficulties based on where she lived. But still, I wouldn't recommend it. You definitely had had to deal with this all by yourself. All of us, you know, had to stay put, all of us closest to the situation. Yeah. So I had to stay back with the with the animals. Mm-hmm. It was like sort of out of out of the out blue. Out of the blue, yeah. We were not expecting it. But we did expect this kitty to show up. Look who came. Oh my goodness. Here's Smokey. Smokey decided to show up. And he finally showed up. The best we can do is to try and Maybe research other cultures and see if you can pick up any of the traditions and create your own. Yeah. Dia de los Muertos is a tradition that I love, but I definitely have, we have made it our own. Yeah. And uh, we've had other gringos that have made it their own Mm -hmm. in our family and Mm -hmm. friends and all of that. So, you know, uh, it's a ritual. And I think maybe that's the important thing is... Just the ritual of life and death. Remember, this is a step-by-step process. Remember that resolution comes gradually and slowly. It's not going to happen all at once. And the steps are not going to be like one month one, another month the other one. Like it's just going to be sort of messy and yeah. in your own way. And that's that's hard about it is that it's unpredictable it kind of fluctuates back and forth between the steps every now and again. And, you know, it, it it's not always apparent when closure has been achieved. And even still, you still might break down in tears over a memory or thought of that pet. Or a picture that shows up on your phone. <laughs> yeah, friggin' pictures. But usually the, the tears are just still tears of joy, even if we, you know. Yeah, joy for having had the time with him yeah he was a great one if you're still having trouble and you need a little more help with closure they recommend making a list of things that you have trouble with words that trigger you and little things here and there situations like maybe pictures trigger you really bad and you can do something about it you can write down what triggers you what it makes you feel and finally don't berate yourself for not feeling as much pain as you first did because at first it was a lot and very intense and you know, when you're nearing resolution and closure, it might not be as intense. Interesting. that I don't think I'd ever considered that, but you, I guess you could do it without even knowing it, huh? What do you mean? You said you never berated yourself? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I never consciously did it. Like, damn you, how dare you still feel sad for this? It's like... Yeah. You did tell me personally, I'm tired of being sad. Yeah. Was which, Is that a form of it, do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so i think that's just being honest about the Exhaustion. emotion that i feel about the emotion <laughs> <laughs> usually what people say is that time heals wounds but they in this book they invite you to consider that what really heals you is learning to live with pain and emotional wounds 
yeah, I think that's exactly what happens is you do learn to live with it rather than, I don't know, ignore it as an alternative or pretend that you're not ignoring it. I, I don't know. It's it's tough. and You can have 10 years of losing someone and you can still be in pain without going through any of these steps. Yeah. If you choose to take the route of ignoring, which this book literally can be distilled to... Don't forget to feel your feelings. <laughs> yeah, every chapter mm -hmm. emphasizes how if you ignore those particular feelings, then they may never go away or they'll change into something more destructive rather than constructive. Yeah, exactly. Smokey is really enjoying the love session you're giving him. Oh. Remember that the best memorial is like a beautiful, loving memory. And you can choose to express that in any way you choose to. Whether it's an altar that you have only one or like a week of the Dia de los Muertos week. Or you have a, an altar all year round with their ashes like we do. And I kind of look forward to getting flowers for Max. So that's kind of like one of my favorite things to do. And maybe adding like little seasonal decorations to his table. Mm -hmm. And we're going to cook some turkey for him real soon as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's his favorite. So I think my personal take on all of this is that Hollywood and television and every other kind of dramatic media misrepresents death and loss so poorly that a lot of people just kind of have a poor conception of what just what it should feel like or what the experience should be like and we don't talk about it enough in order to differentiate these stupid hollywood tropes from reality and uh maybe try to think about things a little differently i guess yeah i agree it's almost like we don't even want to talk about it like people just don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. and i mean i'm i'm kind of lucky i feel like at any given point if i'm out and about and i have a conversation with a random stranger sometimes it'll be about something deep <laughs> and usually about death you do have a lot of conversations with women about death yeah i feel like women do like to have these conversations they do ponder and i'm sure men do as well but i think men are probably more fearful of death and the thought of their own impending death let alone losing someone else but men are not encouraged to grieve openly i guess and you know cry about things and yeah you're right and because we are encouraged to cry where we have created that space in between you know the emotion and being able to talk about it whereas men might be able to like mention death very little before they might you know start <laughs> having some sort of emotional response yeah it's it's not very far from the surface for a lot of dudes i would imagine so let's wrap this up i think that we have really devoted a lot of time to to this topic and i think that i feel a little bit better about talking about death because of just this conversation and you know we don't shy away from it in a lot of instances but it's still something that can bring me to tears very quickly just 
again, the picture of Max flashes on yeah. the two years ago now. It's yeah. now no. one plus year. Yeah. So we don't get any pictures from Max in the last year. But still, Amazon knows what we like and Google knows what we like. So oh, they yeah. show us the pictures of our animals and it's like, oh, I remember this. And it used to be like instant tears, but now it's... There's some space. Yeah, it's it's joy. And then maybe a tear later and That's okay. Yeah, it's but it's more of a light tear and it's not a heavy tear of of sadness and It's depression. a feel it's a feel good tear. It's like one of those little like make you a little a moist <laughs> Yeah. A moistening of the eyes. Yeah. I think that definitely women are more comfortable with that that whole like, oh that made me that made me tear up. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a dude, but I tear no, but up you very don't easily. you don't hide, and I I love that. I think that pretending not to cry is just like people can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's even worse to me? It's like people that admire people who are really good at pretending that they don't have feelings. <laughs> I've never seen that person cry in my life. Like it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe you should talk to them and offer. Like <laughs> they might need a good ear. cry. <laughs> <laughs> they might need it. Yeah. Everybody needs a good cry. I think that's probably the the takeaway here and I don't I don't know. Got to do it. Yeah, today's a great day. I know this is coming out after Dia de los Muertos, but it's still a great time to cry. <laughs> yeah. And Thanksgiving just the same. That's why everyone oh, yeah. gets super drunk on there so no one remembers you crying. Closure, closure. I'm happy we talked about this. I think it opened us up more to talk about more things and i think that if you're listening to us and you have any other topic that's kind of like weird like this then that'll be the question of the episode what what other topics do you want us to discuss please tell us and we will consider it we will no guarantees here folks <laughs> but we'll, we'll consider it. we'll consider it but also we are not considering we're planning on adding like little short episodes so you might start seeing short episodes pop up on your feed they're going to be called half moons half moons half moon town's going to make us a song that's probably oh, yeah i gotta do that you do you get them <laughs> i think i think we want you to sing that half moons <laughs> half moons <laughs> that's so cute all right yeah more episodes coming soon thank you for listening hopefully you receive some sort of closure mm -hmm. in your life regarding loss of a pet or person or thing so once again thank you for your time and always if you do have any questions or comments please leave them below we'd love to hear what you have to say so thank you for listening we will see you on the next one bye bye